Holy fuck. Oh, I should say, before we start, uh, this episode will probably contain bad language and adult themes. Uh, we'll be covering New Zealand losing to France. England upsetting Argentina. And Fiji getting robbed by Wales. Plus, I was going to say everything you need to know about the Rugby World Cup, but probably not everything. Probably some of the things you might want to know and probably don't need to know about the Rugby World Cup. It's time for the Banter Lads Rugby and Mental Health Chat from the Supersport Dojo Rugby World Cup 2023 edition. Now, I am excited to be joined by uh, the legend Sanjay Patel. Bonjour. Welcome to France. And <laughs> that was so... Per- we're not in France. We're in um, Mount Albert, Auckland. And we're also joined by um, the icon, Matthew the Cookie Man Cook. Hello, guy. Now, it's just... And Sanjay. Sorry. <laughs> good job. Um, it's disgusting to be starting this podcast here and seeing Matt so happy, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but after all these product pr- predictions, um, I feel like Matthew Cook came out on top, where believe it or not, the stupidest thing he made up in the world last week, it was called like the narrative super sport algorithm, or whatever the hell it was Co- called. Coefficient. The, the narrative coefficient. Mm. It somehow paid off, I feel. And like just as you predicted, the narrative pl- paid off for France, Winning in front of their whole home fans and embarrassingly England. But he mm. thought the, um, the All Blacks were going to thrash France by at least twenty. So I d- yeah, I did say that. So I just want to put a little caveat on my things. Uh, predictions are different from my narrative coefficient. Yeah. So predictions, yeah, I said the All Blacks going to smash France twenty points to nothing, and for moments we thought that was going to happen. But I think it was it was more me just kind of um, ensuring. It's like an insurance bet. It's a hedging my bet. Because I didn't want the All Blacks to win. So if I predicted they would, yeah, I'd be kind of happy either way. Oh, I thought you were going to gloat because like, you said England was going to win with the narrative. And they kind of did pull off the narrative. Like They literally did the Johnny Wilkinson mm. fantasy camp mm-hmm. version of a Rugby World Cup where they went down a man. They were the underdogs probably already. Mm. Argentina were like, highly rated and mm. they, they dropped gold the shit out of them. Yeah, it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. What a dream. Well, you you might be smug right now, but I've heard a rumor that none other than Sanjay Patel has come up with a rival. Yeah, algorithm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's for people who are familiar with video games. Um, so it's the <laughs> um, teams. It's how if they could detect if Solid Snake is hiding in a cardboard box, because like the game's all about stealth. So it's all about awareness. Like if the players are aware. If they're on top of the game, they know that that cardboard box actually has a person in it. Whereas if they're a crap team, they just think it's a cardboard box and solid snake. They don't know that he's hiding in the box at all. So I'm uh, guessing like England would be a team that knows solid snakes in that cardboard box. Because, like, you know, what's his name? George Ford. What is his goals. name? What do you mean, what is his name? <laughs> Sir. Oh. Sir no, George Ford. I, uh, because currently I've been watching um, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and there's a guy called Gordon Ford. So what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? This has been the weirdest... Weird, this is a rugby-based podcast. So, so it's a bit Solid like... Solid Snake hiding in a box in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> yeah. Those are two... This uh, is a rugby podcast. We like... What are the guys things that rugby fans are into? Um, Top Gun Maverick, the movie... 
um, documentaries on the History Channel about World War Two and Top, Gu- uh, Top Gear. <laughs> Top Gun again. Top Gun again. <laughs> it's More so Top fucking Gun. good. It's that good. Uh, Sanjay, yeah, what's so your solid snake hiding in a box coefficient called? So like, um, yeah, it's being aware, so it's a bit more relatable than maybe if you guys watch Friends and Ross had the concept of Unagi, like he was aware of everything. So when you're aware of everything, you're really good at something. Wow. So like England currently would be good at detecting solid snakes actually hiding what in the, the box. What the f- Whereas is- the All Blacks wouldn't know like if they tripped over that cardboard box they would have realised there's a guy hiding in the box well well done having like a more batshit uh, theory than Matt like Matt is somehow rising on the uh, <laughs> power rankings of stupidity um, let's start with New Zealand losing to France the first time New Zealand has ever lost a pool game mm. New Zealand males a lot of people and females go into like a weird state of depression like we can't our brains can't even handle losing a rugby game, let alone a pool game. But I would have to say, I reckon France was the better team on the day. I don't think anyone could argue that. Yeah. But even, that's, even, as a yeah, New Zealand fan, that is, even after the recent years under Foster, that is shocking to see, right? I, don't, I, I mean... No, I think yeah. we kind of... I mean, when you was in the realms of reality, due to Foster's coaching, yeah, I mean, there was always a chance. Factor. I mean, but we always thought the All Blacks, it's a World Cup, will cup pool game we'll turn on, and they actually started really strong both halves they scored a try like what two yeah. minutes after the kickoff and then like another try like same guy Mark Talia three minutes after the second half started so we're basically leading both halves but then uh, That's way to find a, that. way to find a positive there, Sanjay. <laughs> straight after the half, we were the best team and, for and the rest the first, of the time. Yeah, we not were, the best team, no. and that's. Yeah, we were shocking. It's amazing to hear the um, the copium from the um, New Zealand, uh, I don't know, talking heads media. Um, the rumour on Reddit is the breakdown said, um, this is the best that France will ever play, which does not seem true at all. I Do don't even think, think France I don't even think played that well. well. No, but play but, but that's just New Zealand rugby media being so biased. It was mm. so funny hearing Jeff Wilson every 10 minutes saying how tired France was. Didn't look that tired to me when they were running and tries to uh, rack up the score towards the end there. It was just like, it was more that New Zealand just gets, we're just not used to seeing New Zealand get outplayed. I don't even think it was that. It was New Zealand, the All Blacks didn't play. And that's the thing that was surprising to me. They kicked away so much, you mean? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they lost the their identity. They had no confidence. They had no mojo. There's like a, there's usually an aura, right? The, the All Blacks have. And you get to the, you you may be able to keep in touch with them for the 60 minutes mm. and then they turn it on. They didn't turn it on. They turned it off almost. Yeah. And got absolutely fucked. Even at the end of the game. Remember, there was a funny moment, me and Matt watching it together and I said, don't worry, lads. We've still got 15 minutes left. And Matt was like, no, you've got five minutes left. You're thinking of a football game. Yeah. And I didn't. I forgot rugby was 80 minutes long. That shows how capable mm. I am of being on a fucking rugby podcast. But it was kind of... Um, interesting that it was the same night that um, USA Basketball, which is probably the um, closest sports equivalent to the All Blacks, where it's a, it's a, maybe USA Basketball would be more dominant than the All Blacks, but like pretty similar in terms of like you expect the team to win every game. They are the team to beat every mm. tournament. And they were defeated by Germany, who's not even a world power. And mm. you wouldn't say France 
has been a world rugby power. I know they've upset the All Blacks many times yeah. and meet them, met them in finals. Mm-hmm. It's the most played game in rugby history and rugby pool play. But like, still to see France, who like through most of my childhood was a pretty like you'd call them the dark horse every year, pretty yeah, yeah, inconsistent yeah, yeah. and shambolic sort mm-hmm. of organization. Um, to see them, I know they almost won in 2011, but to see them there just thoroughly looking like the the number one team mm. um, was yeah was hard to take, and seeing Germany, um, uh, you know, edge out the USA basketball team was similar sort of like kind of like overconfidence. I thought, mm. and just to see France play not well but win, yeah, and stay calm with uh, you know they're they're opening the cup in their own stadium. You got the fans. Oh, what about the um let's take it back to the anthems. Yeah. What the fuck is going on with the choir boys? It's the it's biggest like three different um stages of anthems what, at once. Yeah. What is going on? So the, it's the um, worst. The the rumor I saw on the internet today is that they're underprivileged boys, so you can't talk shit about them. Oh, so they haven't had singing lessons. <laughs> basically. <laughs> they can't afford them. They they just um haven't nailed it and I think they'll probably change it because like one of the best things about rugby is getting you don't need a good anthem, you just need a tune and then the crowd will sing it. Mm. Yeah, well but France have a good anthem. Yeah, yeah. they're good, probably the best. And My yeah, they fucked up. I don't blame the kids. I blame the teachers. Even even um, more, I I, was, I don't even know what the French anthem's called. But Is it like Marcellus or something? I was even. Le Marseillais, isn't it? Yeah. I was. Um, thank you, Sanjay. I was. Um, I was more excited for that than the haka. I was like, Stade de France, mm. eighty thousand people yeah. all singing the anthem in France. Yeah, Mbappe's there. And to watch, the, and to, yeah, to, to, in Is front Mbappe of Mbappe. There? Yeah, he was there. What was he they had to? a video of him like celebrating the try they scored at the end. Griezmann was sitting next to him. Griezmann? But, yeah. Oh. The whole French team was basically yeah. there because they're cool. on international oh, break yeah, at the moment. Dembele, he That's was cool. there. I was like, how are they playing all this Rugby World Cup in all the French stadiums? Like, is, is League One not happening at the moment? Like, what the hell's going on? Well, they're probably playing. No, it's the international break. Oh, yeah, for two Yeah, but that's weeks. like two yeah. weeks. So yeah, I was like, these are the biggest stadiums France mm. has and like major... Anyway, how good were French crowds though? Like in New Zealand, we blame like the atmosphere on, yep. I don't know, all so many factors, but it's just it just proves it's cultural. Like, yeah, I, I, I've heard people say, oh, rugby's just not a good spectator sport or it's not it's not easy to get into, but it's like the French crowd at full, full voice down the end there, singing songs. They were celebrating things that like New Zealand, we wouldn't even think of celebrating. Mm. It's kind of sad when like New Zealand rugby fandom is often like... You cheer like turnovers or like kind of negative things. Mm. Yeah. Bad. Oh, we often cheer bad kicks if someone shanks a kick and it goes out on the full. <laughs> yeah. Huge cheer. Or um, yeah, it's kind of nice to see uh, France like living in or dying. You know, it was it was it was. It was really do you special. think culturally? So the nor- northern hemisphere, uh, maybe even South Africa, rugby is the rich man's game. Yeah. So there's a sense of like integrity and honour. Yeah. But in New Zealand, it's not. It's it's kind of the public school game. Yeah. So maybe there's not that sense of, um, you know, I don't know, smugness. So we do, there's a bit of grittiness and negativity towards it. Yeah. Do you reckon that could be part of it? Yeah, but also we just don't. New Zealand has got to be, I, I think I've travelled around the world. I've watched sports. And wow, good on you. I've <laughs> watched sports and uh, I actually haven't, I'm not actually that well travelled. I've sport in all the um, English speaking world. You know, I've been to Premier League, La Liga, mm. AFL, NFL, NBA. I would say that easily New Zealand are the worst sports fans yeah, in the world. Absolutely. Easily. Sanjay, you look upset. 
No, I just think we don't like um, showing off, even if we're doing really well. But we do, though, because I'd yeah. say All Blacks fans are incredibly arrogant. Yeah. Like, just the fact that we would say things like that, that's the best France we'll ever play. Like, just All Blacks fans are cocky. The fact we get depressed after a loss, it's like everyone else would be like, okay, let's rebuild. You know, this is a, this is a stumbling block. But not New Zealand. We're like, time to kill ourselves because uh, the All Blacks lost one game. It's like, grow up. We're going to be back. I still I still believe. Like, it's looking dodgy, but South Africa lost their first game and they won the World Cup in 2019. Mm. How are you feeling, Sanjay? You're a huge no. All Blacks fan. Yeah, I think I said at the last one um, podcast that it's because it's the um, Foster era. You don't know what's going to happen next. So <laughs> so I would say this. is it? Are we blaming Foster too much? Because we've got a lot of good players out there and like Foster can't make them catch the ball. Yeah, but he's... Basically, the chief of how they play the strategy, isn't he? Did Foster coach Will Jordan to run in on every high ball and take out the catcher? First time he did it, I was like, it's a mistake. Second time he did it, I was like, oh, better watch that. Third time I did it, I was like, what the fuck is wrong mm. with this guy? He got Sid, Sid bid for it. Mm. He came back on. He fucking did it again. Yeah. <laughs> what is this guy's intellectually challenged? Like, this honestly, I want to go. I want to go scream at my television and I think we saw it in the England game as well where a guy got red carded it's like if a guy's in the air with a ball you have to stay the fuck away because yeah. the rules are so flimsy now any head co- any high contact any tipping someone upside down which can both easily happen when someone's in the air if you go too early you're going to um, take out his uh, his legs mm. if you go too late you're going to hit like the England guy his did head. face to face so it's like it's just not worth the risk and Will Jordan Absolute, he's mm. a great player. Absolute nightmare of a first game. So that's why I'm saying, like, if Will Jordan tripped over a cardboard box, he wouldn't know Solid Snake's in there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where our um, Solid Snake in a cardboard box factor's really low. Yeah, you so ra- that's why the All Blacks aren't that great. You raise a um, you raise a strong a ra- raise a strong point. But let's look at um, Will Jordan, mm. uh, Moonga. We're all talking about Moonga before the tournament. Mm. Very absent. No mistake. Oh, apart from the um, try saving tackle. Yeah, that's that one cool. of the highlights of the game. But then they scored yeah. like Oh, yeah, but every other. But, but yeah, yeah, the on the attack, he wasn't really. He, he missed yeah. a couple of kicks as well. Bowden Barrett. Uh, oh. I'm Bowden embarrassed Bowden by that performance. I thought he did actually pretty well. He kicked for territory quite well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until the clock <laughs> rang out and we remember that um, in rugby, it's occasionally you need to play with the ball in your hands. Yeah, I think the problem was we missed. Um, wait, wait, what's, wait, what's wait, the other wait, wait, can you just pause for a second there? Yeah. Can I just fucking destroy Sanjay for a second? Yeah. He kicked for territory quite well. We spent like 70% of the game in our own half. All that got, got destroyed on territory, and all we did was kick for territory. Yeah, but it's not his fault that we couldn't keep the ball. It's the yep. other 30, 30 40 players. And, and like, I mean, I, I guess mm. I'm becoming a classic All Blacks fan now, massively overreacting, but I was like, all these guys have a bad history. And, like, you've got to look at, like, the leadership group, Adi Savia, you know, mm-hmm. like he's the captain out there. And, um, you know, he's just, it's just a, a limp, uninspired performance. Yeah, they got, they got rocked. The, um, here's the thing. We missed uh, Geordie Barrett, who has a boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we were relying boot. on Bodie. Uh, Moonga, I don't know, wasn't playing that well. Um, and when you're facing DuPont, who has a box kick, that is fucking huge. Yeah, you were mocking his box kick during the game. Was that not you mocking it? I would no. I was. I was. I was mocking the hype. 
Yeah. Here comes the box kick. But once you see the box kick, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on board for sure. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Just how big it is. Yeah. So, yeah, Bodie, yeah, he's kicking for territory. But when the other team can kick 10 yards further than you, you're slowly going to lose that battle of yeah. force back. Yeah. Remember with force back as, as kids, you play that yeah. game? That was the whole game. Yeah. And France won it every time because they had three decent kickers. And the All Blacks started so promising, like yeah. the beautiful yeah. line break. Oh, the mm. crossfield kick to yeah. Talia from Bodie. Ooh, hot damn. And I was like, fuck, here we go, 20 points yeah. plus. But yeah, it just didn't. The All Blacks just, they didn't do the basics. They couldn't catch. You can blame that on humidity. I don't know. Maybe because it was too late. The game started quite late in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, it was and really still, yeah, disappointing. Conceding penalties was the main killer as yeah. well again. Could I talk briefly about I've said I talked about how good the French fans are. Everything else French, absolute shambles. From massive queues can't get into the stadiums to um, I think one stadium ran out of beer or something like that. Was that a thing? Or um, this the refs were absolutely comedic in that game. Okay. Which so, ref? Uh, well, let us just talk about this. Uh, the first kick missed Moonga. Mm. Um, they, they they put it up on the scoreboard as they oh, made yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the sideline guy stuffed up an out of bounds where the on-field ref had to overrule mm. the tough touch judge. Mm. Um, what well, is that? Because they've introduced the um, what's that rule called? Where you kick it from a part of your thing and it goes out. Fifty twenty. Oh, yeah. I thought it was it maybe. Okay. Yeah. Because he started running back because it was you know out in the full or whatever, and then he. There yeah. was a penalty kick. Was it the same touch judge put up his flag to say it was over, but it had missed? Oh, that was the last conversion. Yeah. I thought the pass to Talia. Uh, for the second try, oh, was definitely forward. forward. Oh, no, yeah. no, I don't know that no. definitely forward. But everyone's just said, "Oh, VAR must have checked it. It must have been fine." I was like, "We don't know that." Show yeah. us a fucking replay. Why, why can't we say? No, that? but the rule yeah. in oh. rugby and league is if you pass it, your hands going backwards. Yes, it's not forward unless, uh, even if it goes forward, it's not forward. Yeah, if the intention and the mechanics of your body throw the ball okay. backwards. Yeah. Well, because it's hard. Because even. Because if you're running really yeah. fast and you pass the it relative backwards, speed. the ball's still going to exactly. move forward. Relative to the field, okay. the ball always moves forward. But it's obvious if you're just standing still and you pass yes. it forward and <laughs> the yeah. person catches it like two metres in front, that's definitely Yeah, there's a, a great video pass. on YouTube that demonstrates exactly what we're talking about. Wow. I would suggest looking at it because it's fucking cool. <laughs> Can you recommend what the video's called? It's called, I don't know, Rugby Forward Pass Explanation. It's, it's, I think it's Rugby World Cup YouTube maybe. Okay. It's very cool. So it's basically, when you're running with the rugby ball, the rugby ball has the same inertia as you. So if you're running 30 meters, uh, mm. 10 meters per second, wow. the ball also has that speed. So even as soon as you let go of the ball, the Wait, ball doesn't... running 10 meters per second. So you're running a 10 second, 100 meter. I'm just trying, you know, 10, <laughs> 10 meters, that's an easy thing for people to understand. Let's go 9 meters per second to make it easy. No, that's harder. No, let's do it. Nine meters per second, the ball has that as well. Yeah. yeah. Right? So as soon as it leaves your hands, yeah. the ball... Has that speed. What speed is it leaving your hands at? Nine meters per second. As well? Yes. Wow, okay. Insta- like As soon as you let it go, That's it has that. That's a very slow pass, nine meters per second. Just to make it more accurate. Oh, no, oh so, sorry, sorry. Um, in the X axis. Oh, yeah. Okay. X and Y. Going so we're in. passing Y. Yeah. We're running X. What velocity is it traveling on the Y axis? I don't know. Rugby passing. 15 meters per second. What, what's nah. its um, narrative coefficient there, the ball? Of the ball? Uh, depends who's passed it. So what's the terminal velocity of the ball? Terminal velocity of the ball. Terminal velocity means max velocity. Yeah. 
that it can reach yeah. in a free fall. That was a trick question. You got me there. Everything has the same terminal velocity. No, I don't think it does. I think it does. No, it doesn't because of Wait, air resistance. Sanjay, how'd you go at physics at school? Quite well. Well, look, no, riddle me this guy. If you drop a bowling ball and you yeah. drop a feather yeah. from a plane, yeah. which one's going to hit you faster? In a vacuum, though. We're not talking about... We in don't play vacuum. rugby in a vacuum. Thank you, Sanjay, in a vacuum. <laughs> Who's got a vacuum I wish we rugby? played rugby in a vacuum. In a Dyson, <laughs> lovely. It's got those... Um, it's got tornado technology. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but if you drop... I thought if you drop a, in a vacuum, you drop a bowling ball in a Correct. feather... Correct. They're both same. same. Correct. Yeah. But no Thank one you. talks about that. Well, then it just falls... No one talks about that, and why don't they? <laughs> and no one talks about 9-11 and how Bush did it. People... See, a lot of people talk about it. Yeah, like, to be fair, it would be good if less people talked about it. Yeah. Too many people are talking about and it. And I think yeah, there's some of the players who didn't probably, um, maybe not even going to be considered for the rest of the World Cup, Ethan De Groot. Mm. He made, like, basically heaps of mistakes. And I think because he's on the Uber Eats said they're going to edit him out of it. Because <laughs> he did so shocking. Yeah. I suppose we better talk about, because um, the Ethan Blackhead is coming as well. Too many guys called Ethan on the team. Yeah, that's like what I that. said. It sounds like, yeah. Not enough Ethans, like, historically, though, right? Oh, so you're like, we're going to get up the, he- yeah. the Ethan. It's kind of an interesting name. Ethan. Yeah. Don't like the name. But he's gone to replace a guy who was an outside back as well. But I suppose we needed a number six because we didn't have, like, a proper mm. number six. It's just makeshift six. Do we talk about Kane being injured and not playing? Does that make a difference? Is that why we lost? I don't think it made too much of a difference. I think difference. it made us stronger, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> But there was like yeah, a but shuffle. it's not considered as like one of the. Well, if you listen to other podcasts, they probably say he's not. Who's listening one of to the other podcasts, 15. Sanjay? This is the only podcast I listen to. No, this is probably the Ricky Gervais podcast <laughs> that I'm talking about. Or <laughs> Serial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're talking about Sam Kane isn't in the top 15 <laughs> of the All Blacks. <laughs> but even just him at the. Um, in the rucks and the malls, just. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it yeah. might have helped. Even if he just doesn't concede as many penalties as the rest of them. But it depends if you think um, Dalton Papali's worse than him. I yeah, I don't think he had a great game, but I don't think anyone had a great game. No. So it's, it's hard Talia. to say. Yeah, Talia was fine. Look, I talked Talia up quite big before the game. Yeah. He's quite unorthodox. Like, he looks very svelte. Like, he doesn't look like a rogue player. He looks like a male model. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And he kind of just... Maybe that's what he uses. He ghosts in and out of tackles. He um, has a weird habit, especially in that game, of letting the ball bounce before he gets it. Yeah. I think in oh, yeah. maybe both of his tries. Yeah. Even for the Blues, kick. he does that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, it worked. But interesting, dude. He reminds me of Frozone from The Incredibles. Just kind of like the way he runs is like gliding on he ice. He reminds you of Frozone from The Incredibles. Frozone. You know Frozone? <laughs> we've, got to, we've got to stretch ice to man. see who on this podcast can throw in the most... Uh, pop esoteric culture. Yeah. Uh, reference of yeah pop culture everyone uh, knows Frozone though yeah <laughs> where's my super suit <laughs> I said you got no you don't know it's Do not know, good the um, number 14 right winger from France reminds me of um, the character Cat Dog from <laughs> um, 1990s Nickelodeon oh yeah he's yeah interesting looking dude Damien Pinot yeah the because um, he fucked up that first try attempt uh, what's the name when Moonga oh. tackled him Oh, I don't think he fucked it up. Well, no, it was just a great okay, tackle. He was carrying yeah. the ball in the wrong hand. Yeah. You don't but that's more it. like a George Gregan style save by Richie. But Richie just knocked it out of his Yeah, hands. just... If you're, you're a winger, it, yeah. hold it in your outside arm. Like, tell, oh, I, I, know, I know that. Tell Goldie that in 1994. Yeah, I, w- I fucking wanted to tell him that, and I, that did happen. Mm. And I was playing a basketball game against him. Yeah. And he was he getting 
Goldie was getting chipper at the refs, and I thought, the refs a 14-year-old child. Yeah. Goldie, you're a former All Black. Stop being a dickhead to the refs. This is at Social Basketball yeah. on a Tuesday night at the North Shore Event Centre. And I said, chill out, Goldie. It's not the fucking Blitterslow Cup. Yeah. And he lost his fucking nut. Yeah. He got so angry at me, and it was because I forgot that I was bringing up the Blitterslow Cup from... T- <laughs> what year was the year he fucked it? 1994. Was it four? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel bad because I said New Zealand rugby fans are stuck up, emotional, overreactive, and I feel like I've just done that. Like, mm. I I started okay, and I was like, hey, we're going to support the boys, and then I went on a tangent and just started ripping all of them because they fucking suck shit. But now, I'm back on the positive track, and I'm like, this is bad. South Africa loss was bad. All signs are bad, but there's still heat. It's a long-ass tournament. It's two months long. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've still there's got There's plenty a of time. We've got to build up Namibia. Let's take it slow. One step at a time. Yeah. Get to the quarterfinal. See, I don't, if I was Italy, I would be quietly going, oh, Ooh. maybe we don't get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's time for the quarterfinal. Matt is one of my best, is one of the best accent people I know, <laughs> and that was not even the right ethnicity. What was that? You're doing French. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Yeah, sounded really French. How do you do Italy? Eh. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hey. And maybe we <laughs> stay. Please stop. I um, I, I, I want to get final thoughts on the All Blacks. Anything, any other pressing thoughts? Yeah. Um, well, back onto the Italian chat. Mm. If I was the Italians looking at the All Blacks, they've got to be backing themselves a little bit to at least no, they compete. Why not? I mean, just because they're Italy and they've probably never come yeah, but within they're 40 not, points. they're not too bad. <laughs> like, they've had recent yeah, oh, decent no, I get results. Yeah. And this is a chance. I mean, before, uh, you know, when the draw came out, Italy would be looking at France and New Zealand and been like, fuck, it's another World Cup. Oh, well, boys, maybe maybe next time we'll get out of the, <laughs> yeah. out of the pool. But maybe they've got a chance. Yeah. If they can get in the ear of the referee early, because All Blacks have a bad discipline record at the moment. Yeah. So if they can get in the ref's face early and get New Zealand on the back foot, get them conceding penalties again and just playing that game, rocking them. Because at the moment, New Zealand's mentality is not good. Yeah. There's no leader. There's no hero. There's no um, George Ford. Yeah. Who can just go, all right, lads, I've got it. I'm going <laughs> to win it for you, you know? Yeah. They all just kind of shied away. No, no one wanted the ball. Ironically, your British accent isn't very good. And <laughs> you are British. You think that'd be your, your, one, your one strength. I um, think um, by the time we play Italy, we should have Geordie back. We might even have Frizzell back. Yeah. And like um, oh Ritalik played the end of this this test, so he probably plays. So I think we're going to be too strong. But the only issue I think where Italy may beat us is if we get another even like couple of yellow cards or even That's a red I mean, card because yeah. we always really panic now yes if we like a man down and if like I'm italy against I'm that game it in france uh, we like once um once he got the yellow card i thought the game was over then because we never like um play well because we're trying to us uh, you know get the 10 minutes just doing nothing yeah we just, just to see it out yeah so Matt had the good point. Who is the Irish player who's really old? Is it Colin Sexton or something like that? Johnny Sixth. Johnny Sixth. Sixty. Oh yeah. God, or Johnny Sexy Time, like I like to call him. Yeah. Okay. Johnny Sexy Time. He's forty-one or something, is he? He's quite old. I think he's yeah. late thirties. Okay. I, th- I was just way off from there. Just Google Sexy hey, Google. Time. You'll find his age. How <laughs> old is Johnny Sexton of Ireland? Google says he's 38. That's fucking old. Yeah, it is quite old. old. But now let's just cheek, uh, let's quickly type in there Richie McCaw. 
he is 42, and he's mm. running endurance races. And Matt, you had the point when we were watching. I thought this was a good analysis. What if they just subbed in Richie? Bring him back. Bring him back. Like, I, I mean, it sounds like a joke, but like, he could be the talisman, you know? He's fit as hell. He, and he, just, he just, they just need, even, I remember the Chiefs acquired Sonny Bill. And they were the best team for about probably two years before they acquired Sonny Bill. But they couldn't win. They didn't have the mentality. And it's like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. That's what, you need a talisman. And yeah. a, lot, a lot of teams have that. So you've, um, DuPont is a talisman. Um, someone like Fafta Clerk for South Africa. Mm. Most teams have a talisman. And this is tapping into my narrative coefficient again. Yeah. Um, the character. People need characters to believe in and to rely on. Yeah. And if you've got, you know, George Ford, if he's knocking drop goals from 50 meters, there's a sense of confidence and a, a bit of belief. Yeah. You know, so it's like, all blacks just don't have that. Their central character is Fozzy. That's yeah. literally yeah, who it yeah. is. And, it's, 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 and it's, he's not filling anyone with confidence at the moment. I am rooting for him though. And I, yeah, I do believe they can turn it around. Um, England versus Argentina. Yeah. Argentina, I've just read it in, can't catch. They were worse than the All Blacks. I mean, they just conceded <laughs> every time they knocked the ball on when they did have the ball. Oh. Um, if the All Blacks and the Argentina, Argentinians played a match in this World Cup, it would be the most dire match in the World Cup history, I would think. <laughs> mm-hmm. To not score any points until the very end, mm. they had three points against 14 men for the whole game. Mm. We've got to talk about... Um, cards briefly because fuck it is just so tough and I no one's stronger against concussions than me I think it's disgusting and I think every player if I was a rugby player I'd probably not be able to concentrate because I'd be so nervous about head contact and stuff like that but so there needs to be really strict penalties on head on head contact however rugby the way the rules are designed there's always going to be head on head contact you can't avoid and I think I was going to say it ruined the game because I, when it happened, I thought um, England were the underdogs and mm. Argentina was yeah, going to yeah, romp home, especially when they started strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But ironically, um, England lost a player for the full game and somehow improved. Yeah. So I'll I'll tell you this. I'll I'll take you back to England's run-in, which was well known to be fucking shit. Yeah. So they lost games. They had red cards to Farrell, um, as we famously know. However, in the games that they lost players. As soon as they lost those players, they played better. Yeah. So I think England have seen this. They've gone, you know what, lads? <laughs> we play better with 14 men. You can't do it in an English accent. I bloody can, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do, right? <laughs> Who's going to go out there and take a card? Because someone's got all, and we'll go down to 14, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is getting better. And they did that. So they're like, okay. 15 men, we haven't got a chance. Yeah. 14, we do. So someone's got to go out there and get a card as early as possible to give us the most amount of time in our best position, which is with 14 men. And then we'll see the game out. <laughs> Why do you think it is? Is this, Sanjay, can you verify this? Like, do they actually play with 14 men? I don't know. I Sounds- think um, once you've got a red card and know you're going to have to play with 14 men the whole match, you just have to get on with it. Whereas yeah. if it's a yellow card, you're just spending the next, like, well, I said, yeah. Will Jordan, you're spending the next 10 minutes just, to just waiting it, out. it yeah. out until you get your 15th man back. So that yeah. 10 minutes, you're basically doing nothing. Whereas if you're down to 14 straight away and you're not going to get a man and back, it, yeah, you just, just get on with it. And it acts as a, a hyper-focus tool. 
All right, we're down to 14. Yeah. The only way we can possibly see this game out or compete is by playing a very specific strategy. And that's give it to our boy, Mr. Ford, and have him just slot some goals. Mm. Just you, keep it ticking over. Did you know that was a possibility? Like I was shook the first time he had a drop goal from like 50 metres out. I don't know. He was I don't think capable. I've ever seen anyone do that before yeah. in my life. It was. It, I don't think people. Ma- I mean, I know England fans are like worshiping him, but like, I feel like not a big enough deal is, is made of it. I, of, of his performance, of how far he was effortlessly slotting drop oh, goals yeah. from. Because unbelievable. And I mean, Italy. Uh, sorry, Argentina immediately tried to imitate him. Yeah, they tried one. <laughs> it was. It was about 2015 when um, Golden State Warriors introduced the Splash Brothers. It was Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, two guys who shoot three-pointers at such a high clip that, that it's actually more efficient than any other shot on the basketball court. And then Steph Curry revolutionized the game again by starting to consistently, casually shoot from two or three meters outside the yeah. three-point line. It's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. If this guy is a drop goal, consistent threat from out that far, it just changes the game. Yeah. Ironically, ironically, it doesn't seem to really help their... Um, uh, attack that much because they have no other attack besides that. Mm. But what a fascinating development! Like mm. I, I, I'd say, I previously I thought it was hard to make a drop goal from thirty meters out, let alone fifty. And just the yeah, how effortless it was. Yeah. First one, holy fuck! Second one, holy fuck! He's bloody, he's gone and done it again from even further away. Yeah. Argentina tried, absolutely fucked it, which is just. I can't even imagine the mental toll that would have taken on Argentina. Yeah. To have George Ford just mm. smashing some balls over and then to then completely lose yourself and try and do what they're doing. Yeah. Well, if it's working for them, maybe that's how you play rugby. Yeah. No. Like, you've you've lost it at that point. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it's hard to know if... I mean, England, obviously, dominant performance. But uh, here's a question. Are England actually good? Or is Argentina just a shithouse? I uh, think it's a, yeah. it was both. Yeah. I mean, they played really well with the 14 men. You can't deny how well they played. But then also, like I said, Argentina played probably the worst team in the World Cup so far. Yeah. Performance-wise. That, that was a very poor performance from them. And, and their recent... Yeah, yeah um, you'd think they would have played yeah. really well. Even I have them to win. Yeah. Especially, you know, without Farrell, England having with no Farrell, yeah. no Vinopola. I don't want to give Kiwi um, fans huge anxiety, but is there a chance that we, the end of Southern Hem- uh, Hemisphere dominance is happening in the first round? And like, we've seen all, I've been rooting for Southern Hemisphere teams yeah. just because they're our mm. near neighbours and stuff like that. And it's been um, hard to watch, you know, Fiji, you know, I mean, I mean, I know Fiji had the amazing comeback, but we're, I would say for at least 70 minutes of the game, resoundly beaten. And um and and the All Blacks get clearly beaten and but I don't think you can dominated. really say it until the knockout stages, which the pressure's yeah really up there. Is that where Southern Hemisphere teams shine? Is the well they stages? have in the past. We've won how many? Like eight yeah, out of the nine World Cups. Well, I'm saying though, mm. is this is this the tu- is this the turning point? Yeah, it's hard to say that without getting to that stage. I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I know it's early doors, but what I'm saying is I'm nervous. Yeah, um, it's it's coming. I think. Argentina, um, but there, yeah, Argentina was shocking. The All Blacks were shocking. Argentina I think, can't catch high balls. That's a crazy thing to. Yeah, think. but I think we saw that for quite a lot of teams. So maybe there's something in the humidity. I don't know. Like people, yeah, we should talk. People about were the kicking a yeah. lot more than I was expecting in every game of the tournament. 
Yeah. There wasn't a lot of um, pick and go and running, apart from the Fiji game. But even the Fijians, they were fucking losing it. How many um, try attempts they have, they knocked over the line. Yeah. Oh, heartbreaking. So I think the ball is slippery. Should we move on to Fiji then? Yeah, we. I mean, I'd love to talk about England some more. Oh, yeah, well, give us a little bit more. Does it? No, I mean, I could talk all night about Does it strengthen the, um, the narrative coefficient, do you think? I would say it continues it. I mean, the narrative coefficient yeah, was very constant. strong. Yeah, so no. it's constant. Oh, yeah, so variables change, but at the moment, the coefficient is... Um, predicting perfectly. I think it would have risen because they play with 14 men. I thought it would really raise their coefficient. I mean, I'd say the character of Ford um, has become integral. And he has to, surely he has to stay at 10 now. I was going to say that. I was like, what do they do? Like, that's kind of interesting. It's like, there's not, I guess they have a few games to like, but yeah, it's just interesting that like their best player and captain is coming back at first five. There was a few people that said when Farrell went out that it might help England because they yeah. rely too hard on Farrell but I mean now they're 100% leaning on a drop goal genius it's mm. like can he do this but again e- even more than that like yeah he can kick but it's the way he organises the team into hey just rumble it up and I'll do a kick no but just just the way he he basically nullified Argentina by taking them out of the game making them I don't know just the, Argentina stopped playing the way that they could play and we, we yeah. saw that like the last five minutes when Argentina were like oh actually we're Argentina we can uh. we can actually score tries here yeah and that was after Ford went off the field yeah so as soon as Ford left and um, Smith came on Argentina were Argentina again yeah but when you're saying um, England's playing better with 14 so bring back Farrell he does a shoulder to someone's <laughs> head <laughs> takes out one of the guys he gets a red card down to 14 and Ford's either started as 10 or 12, and then he wins the game for England. Yeah, yeah. I'd put him on 12, I think. And in 2019, we had Ford and Farrell in that kind of double pivot, yeah. I guess. And we made it to the final, knocked out the All Blacks on the way. So it does work. So I'd say Farrell has to... Yeah, he's coming back in because he's the captain. He's he's a good player. But you can't... After that performance against Argentina, Ford has to say, surely, Yeah, you'd say. I... um. I, I wanted to talk briefly about England's defence because 14 players, you expect that to get exposed. And maybe Argentina mm. has been poor offensively. I, I heard a stat. Look at me, I'm going to pull out a stat. Um, in terms of metres gained per carry, they're like one of the worst in, out of the top rugby nations. Mm. Uh, Argentina. Oh, really? Um, really bad at the moment. I mean, under Checker, obviously, they've got some massive question marks. But um, England's defence with one man down was smothering. And I think a really cool thing about rugby is that you can actually advance up the field while defending. Mm. Like, not many other sports that happens. Like, you mm. can actually, like, make nah. progress without the ball. Yeah. yeah. And they push them back, and then Argentina has to make a bad kick. And then, yeah, it's just so... If you catch a team consistently behind the game line, that's a really sick thing about rugby. I guess league and NFL are a little bit like that as well. I mean, I think part of England's game plan was <clears throat> to defend. Yeah. So they weren't... The forwards weren't really wasting energy or they didn't have to waste energy in attacking yeah. or keep, you know, keeping that position and trying to... Um, but defence is surely more tiring than attack. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be interesting to compare it. I mean, ask Wales, I guess, after making 200 tackles <laughs> to fucking Fiji yeah. 75. Um, here's an interesting rugby point, though, that uh, my brother... Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just stupid. But as it's complete... Think of yourself as an alien watching the game. Mm. It is weird in rugby that you can get a penalty kick to score points 
while you don't have the ball. And, and and my brother, who was obviously very bitter this morning that Fiji lost, our second team, maybe even our first team, um, they put in such a good performance, but to see points scored because of a turnover of a penalty you've given when you didn't have the ball. And his, his argument was the rule should be that you can't kick a penalty if you don't have the ball. It's like in basketball, if the other team gets free throws every time you get called for a charge, like you go down on offense, you, you do a foul, sure, mm, turn the ball over. Yeah. But to actually reward a team with points for that is kind of crazy. So that's, yeah. So as a result, it really, especially with these long kickers now who can kick from over yeah. 50 meters and now drop goals from 50 yeah. meters, it really is rewarding defense and kicking so and what that, you want to see is running. Is that for like holding on? Is that like a... Yeah, a diving over the top. You know, what what, what can yeah. you give up on offense? But there's a few yeah. things you can do. Yeah. It's it's hard though because um, penalties are there to discourage shitty behavior. Yeah. So you have to punish them with points. Yeah. How, like otherwise teams are going to do it. That that's the annoying thing. Yeah, you need to make the, the yeah, bar high. Yeah. But my point is right now the brand of rugby and I guess it's tournament rugby in general is rewarding a very defensive style of play. But Matt, yeah. you were loving it. It's exactly what you predicted. You said I love teams that find a weird way to play and you've got to mm. try and beat it in England. Very unusual way to play. Mm. Like the attack, I mean, they know they're a man down, but attack was non-existent. But they played good defense and they made their yeah. kicks. And but they knew that they never tried to attack. Their meters gained in that game, or even like attempt meters, was very low. Okay. Um, and to be honest, their the amount of kicks they did was on par with the other games. So it's very similar to how many New Zealand and uh, France kicked, but their meters on on foot was very very low. Okay. So, that, yeah, that, they didn't try to attack. They didn't try and score a try because yeah. they knew they couldn't. Well, let's, 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 let's take that depressing England narrative there and introduce probably the most beautiful rugby team the world's ever seen. And I know the All Blacks claim to be the greatest team of all time or South Africa claims to be first equal in the World Cups. The best team in world rugby by a mile is Fiji. Like, they play rugby. You know, Samoa and Tonga maybe don't have the population, don't quite have the same attacking flair. Fiji play the game how it's supposed to be played. Like, they are easily the most entertaining team. Yeah, they were insane, yeah. And it's just a shame they lost their... what? Who knew that a country of fucking 900,000 people that's obsessed with rugby only has one fly half that can kick the ball? Because, <laughs> man, that was a big Achilles heel. Absolute devastating loss for Fiji this morning. And holy fuck, though, did they put on a show. Like, it's insanity... For 80 minutes, I was about to say 90 mm. minutes again, 80 minutes mm. for a rugby game. Um, Fiji yeah. just absolutely have you on the end of the edge of this. Even stage. on defense, they're big hits as well. Oh, oh, and they let a guy like like the winger misses him, and you're like, you know, the wing, normally as a winger, you push your the other winger to the wing and then yeah. push him out of space. You know, Fiji gets beaten on the inside, so you never do, but. It's like that. What they wanted to happen because the um they've got a guy inside covering for the most brutal <laughs> tackle. Um, Fiji played a, 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 a work of art yeah. of a game. They couldn't make their kicks, um, and I mean I, I hate r- rugby has a major problem with refereeing. I think it's just a hard game it's to referee. Crazy, yeah. And it's just like the it's rules just an so inconsistency. Tricky. I mean they were camped on the um, Welsh line. Yeah. The Wales just kept conceding penalty. He warned mm-hmm. them. He still didn't give them a card. Oh, so and many then, warnings. And then when yeah. Fiji did the th- same thing just once, he yellow carded the so guy. Do you know what the difference is, though? Um, Fiji politeness. So in Fiji culture, 
you don't talk back to your elders. Oh, yeah. There's a sense of respect. And if you look at the whales, as soon as Fiji started infringing, you got fuckwits like um, Bigger. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah, Dan, Dan Bigger. Bigger. Just in the ref's ear immediately. He's yeah. not even the captain. Yeah. What's he doing there? Yeah. But all the Welsh players were in the ear. What's this ref? What's going on? Um, convert the they got Fijians warned didn't do it early all. on. Yeah. yeah, it's too polite. Fijians didn't do it, and that's just a, a cultural thing that shouldn't be on them to do. Yeah, and I, I, I will also say, as someone who's followed Fiji for a long time, all the Pacific Island teams get a huge disadvantage with the mm. whistle. W- the whistle, sorry, the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> the whistle was no good for the Pacific Island teams. But that's like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just basing this on recency bias, or I can't remember much, but like. It's very often you're like, oh man, Samoa got away with murder today, or yeah. man, the, refer- the referee really yeah. favoured Tonga, and they've got an advantage because pretty much all the refs are from New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, or Europe. Like yeah. it's very rare you see a Fijian ref. Yeah, you don't see any Polynesian top game, race, no. and so they play. It can- Fiji doesn't look like this. If you if you looked at the way Fiji plays rugby and the way Argentina or England played rugby, it wouldn't even look at the same sport. Mm. I will say this though to Wales is a bit of a positive though. I expected Wales to try and grind them out. Mm. Low-scoring game. Oh, yeah. Wales played attacking football. They beat Fiji for most of the game at their own game. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I genuinely, uh, up until the last moments, until the constant infringing at the line and the time-wasting, I, I would have been happy with Wales winning and would have said, hey, they actually played the better game. Yeah. But then at the end there, with the whistle going their way and also... The blatant time wasting, which I find funny normally, but like when it's Fiji, yeah, when you've got stakes, and it's the biggest game in Fiji's fucking history besides the um, rugby sevens. Um, wow, we just had a lot. We had the lights go out. Very that was weird. Very excitingly, yeah. For a second as well, it was like we all had like a stroke at the same time. But I looked that way before the light went off, so I thought it was me. Yeah, is that weird? Magic eyes. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a little bit weird. But, but yeah, I yeah. mean, it's annoying because like Fiji are probably the most entertaining team, but. Seeing as they lost this game, I can't see them lose. Uh, I beating can't see Australia. them beating Australia. But one thing I think is realistic is Georgia beating Wales. So that's the way I think. Oh, yeah. Fiji may still get through to the quarters. Yeah, they did get two bonus points. Yeah, they are as well. But I but they know. still need like Wales to lose because uh, I think game, Wales yeah. will lose to Australia. But they still need. Wales to lose one more game and Georgia's actually quite a good team I think they are I, I, I think Fiji can beat Australia uh, yeah I can't see myself but yeah, just believe I would, say, I would say no just believe though like this like mate fuck you Matt mm. narrative <laughs> fucking coefficient mm. it only works when um, you want England to win <laughs> Fiji has the strongest narrative coefficient nah, everyone I don't, I don't think so what so, do you mean I don't think so? <laughs> let, let me tell you fu- I'm going to fucking punch... Oh, no, sorry. I said this. Fuck. Yeah, you gotta apologize. My mum listens. you got to yeah. apologize I'm again. I'm so sorry for You have to make it up Matt. with a review of a Sky One porn movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, Fiji... So the, the narrative coefficient works. The <sighs> ma- major points are the run-in. The run-in, I don't even know what it was. Oh, they, they, no, beat they, beat England. they beat England. They okay, so, beat England. Okay, so it's yeah. decently positive. Yeah. Um, Smash Japan. The characters? Semi. Semi. They lost their um, kicker. Oh, yeah. Months. Ten. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and who else they He's have? from Huntley. Shout out to Huntley. Not really any other big names. But the key ingredient that they're missing is conflict. Now, um, Fiji does have a lot of big pl- names. We just don't know them because they play in France and England. Yeah. 
They do. But, um, Wasir, the captain. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, he's, he's fucking That good. guy with the best, best look at the Rugby World Cup. Um, goes to the Fijian uh, halfback, the substitute. Nah, the um, the guy with the receding hairline and oh, the, the big moustache. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he's a legend over in Europe. I can't remember his name. He um he had a tape in, on his head for a bit and like just had such a. He looks like he's from the eighties. He's great look. Eighties cop movie. He looks like yeah, Donald Glover is what yeah. he looks like. Donald Glover. He's like he's too old for that shit. Fiji's always got military coups they should add to the coefficient. <laughs> yeah, get that in well, the Yeah, they just they don't have enough conflict, enough um, enemies. I think they're they're the team of the people because no one expects Look, them to do anything. Only you would think that everyone hating England makes their story stronger. It does. You <laughs> have to have conflict. So the biggest conflict that happened. The conflict is um, overcoming history. And oh, what about um? Oh, here's a conflict for you, motherfucker. Colonization, indentured yeah. workers in Fiji. Um, you know, histories of being the world's um, sugar plantation. You know, mm. there's uh, there's a conflict for you. Mm. Boom. They're the early Melanesian team, I think. Yeah. What was that word? From Melanesia. Mm. He means like dark brown skin. That's the region of the Pacific. Oh, actually. Yeah, because mm. every like New Zealand, Samoa. Tonga's all Polynesian. Yeah. Oh, where's Fiji? In Melanesia. What do you call um like Pakeha people? Caucasia. What? Caucasia. There's a Caucasian ranges in um Asia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know claim why it. white people are called Caucasian though. Because we claim. But so. like if 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 it's well, like, what sort of person am I? If if there's a Polynesian person, a Melanesian person. Yeah, European. Oh fuck yeah! I forgot Wait, about are, that. Do you, are you saying melanin? As uh, referring to the, the pigment in the skin? Well, um, be, referring be, to the ma- region. Yeah, he's saying the region. You think it's the skin pigment. Well, a, a people from Melanesia, not a darker Yeah, but so color. are Polynesians as yeah. well. No, but no, but Melanesian is darker than Polynesian. Yeah, they're darker, but that's what the region's called. Yeah. Melanesia. I've never heard that. I, I love these. And there's also Micronesia, but there's a smaller, like Guam and stuff. Guam. Yeah. What in the Marshall after? Islands. Marshall. What's going on there? Oh yeah, there's some like overlap. Oh, there's Micronesia, Australasia, but Australasia it's New Zealand, Australia. I think New Zealand. Do you, do, I heard New Zealand isn't part of a continent. Like Australia is the continent. Yeah, we're part of yeah. Zealandia. Zealandia. It's the underwater one. Yeah. Oh no, that doesn't count. Yeah, it's there, and it's going to come back. Look, if we go to other countries and say, "Hey, mate, we're from <laughs> Zealandia," people are going to bully us. All right, and that's not cool. It would be like the biggest region in the world. Then. Yeah, it's huge. It's just underwater, so you don't know about it. Per capita, it's one of the biggest continents. That's why Jason Momoa keeps coming back and be Aquaman of Zealandia. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just I just want to say shout out to Fiji for putting on probably the game yeah. of the tournament. Shout out to Wales for making all those tackles. And, and I, as I said, and I, even their attacking play was very good. Yeah, very was, good. Yeah, they scored. They fought fire with fire. And so I was like, good on yeah. them for going like, hey, there's no point of winning like England. Like a pack of pieces of shit. Um, yeah, Wales put on a show. And Warren Gatland, eat your yeah. words, Sanjay. Eat your words. Yeah, didn't didn't play the typical gat ball, isn't it? That's what it's called. Yeah. What's gat ball? No, just running it up, one-off style. Maybe I'm mental, but this is how every fucking like, underdog Pacific Island team goes. And I'm thinking back to like uh, Tonga at the second of the New Zealand Rugby World Cup. When uh, Rugby League World Cup, sorry, oh, they yeah. played England in the semi-finals. What they do? 
they go down big. And they're like, they get to a point where they're like, we've got to score a try on every <coughs> position to win. And they almost do it. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the last part of the game, they shovel the ball wide mm-hmm. and they um and they knock it on. <laughs> and <laughs> it's exactly what I uh, did Tonga against England at Mount Smart Stadium. Yeah. They knocked it on Huge. over the line even, yeah. right? This game here, and Matt, I thought you had a very funny narrative. Matt was claiming that the um, Fijian uh, fly half <laughs> didn't want them to score a try because he knew that motherfucker wasn't going to make the kick. Yeah. Fuck. Can you imagine that, though? Fiji score. In the corner, it would have been. They're one yeah. point behind yeah. with a conversion to go to win it. And it's right on the sideline. It's that guy. And the man who came in, he replaced Munts. Yeah. He's got a nation on his shoulders. Fuck. He didn't want, <laughs> he didn't want the pressure. No, not at all. Pass. Throw a cra- show yeah. Did he yeah. throw the pass? I don't know, did he? Uh, I don't know. No, I think it was someone else. If there was someone to drop it, though, it has to be uh, Red Radra, Yeah, Semi, yeah. Because he... Uh, he is the man of the team. He is the man of the team, so it's like no one can disrespect him. A lot of mana. Him. No. It was a very hard pass to yeah, catch. But on the bounce. And, I mean, they were... I mean, I think Wales did enough to win. Boy, Wales, though. What a way to choke out. I know Fiji coming at you is hard, no. but they've done all the hard yards. And even at the end there, where they had the ball and they kicked it, away <laughs> and not only did they kick it away but they kicked away on the full yeah it was like a moment of uh, a head explosion it was like um billy slater it was at the rugby world cup rugby league yeah. world cup when the um brain explosion one he's yeah. had a brain explosion <laughs> that was my favorite moment in new zealand sports i reckon oh billy slater billy slater he's had a brain explosion as he threw it into the own goal and nigel so Wagner died, dived on it that was benji marshall scored oh did he Wagner yeah. was involved no, not on that try. It was all Benji. Fuck. That inspired him to go to the Blues seven years later. <laughs> and try his luck there, and he was nowhere near as, as successful. Uh, do you feel a bit sad for... Um, who's the Warriors legend who jumped across to the Blues and played like the Warriors? Two of us are Sheck. Yeah, but he's going back to the Warriors next yeah, year. Yeah, but this is like Benji Marshall. Like You'll never be the same again. But he did actually make the All Blacks, though. Did he uh, make yes. them, or did they put him in because they felt sorry for him, or they promised him if he came across? No, maybe, because he was trying to get into the World Cup squad. Yeah, it's kind of a sad little story there, isn't it? Yeah, but he did also come back to play for the Blues, because at the time, the Warriors, they had to just play in um, Australia, whereas the Blues and Auckland, they were still playing in New Zealand, so he basically missed his family and ah, that. Was it directly related to COVID this week? Yeah, that one was, yeah. Because he, I somehow thought he switched before COVID. No, he switched. That was like twenty twenty one. Oh wow! Well, he he made the right move, right? Until this year, where I bet he wish he was wish he was playing for the. Why could he not join this year? There's New Zealand rugby contract needed to play out. I know. Uh, I think he just wanted to be loyal to his contract because his contract ran out. So he's the playing. End of this M- year. He's playing MPC for Auckland. Yeah. Fuck. He's, he fucked that up, eh? <laughs> Meanwhile, the the Warriors having the um, yeah yeah best year in ages. Final do, thoughts. Do you guys, are you guys familiar with the movie Seabiscuit? Fucking hell, you win. That's the most obscure do you know reference. Yeah, the horse. Yeah, vaguely. So, as you guys were talking about whatever you were talking about just then, I was thinking about what you said earlier about Fiji and the Pacific Nations, how they seem to throw the game away only to come back. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Seabiscuit is the same. So, Seabiscuit famously was a small racehorse who was very fast. Um, but he would... what In order to compete at his fastest, the trainer or the jockey would slow him down. If he was winning, yeah. he would slow Seabiscuit down to get the old look in the eye of the whoever's in second place. 
And once Seabiscuit went eye to eye with the challenger, yeah. he took off. Wow. And I feel like that's what the Pacific Nations, they embody that spirit. And this ties into my narrative again. You have to have conflict. The Pacific Nations are loved and adored. Every, everything they do, they get a cheer. But the biggest cheer is when they start a comeback. Mm. So it's, it's almost like they do it on purpose. They throw the game away yeah. to get that look in the eye. Also, we do have to we, we do have to mention how fucking stupid they are. A, not being able to <laughs> kick, you know, but B, just like, just like the moments of, I, I'll never forget reading the, um, being in Fiji one day and reading the Fiji Sun, the horrible Murdoch tabloid they had. Um, and it was just a letter to the editor. A guy furious about the Fiji Sevens team having a bad year. And he, he, he said the iconic quote, the players may change, but the insanity remains the same. Mm. And if there's one way to start Fiji and rugby, it is the insanity. Mm-hmm. And you do go, I wish they occasionally could just go to ground, set up a ruck, and like yeah, maybe... Play a bit more structured. Just play a few people yeah. in position, they but it's They definitely not. did that, their last position, post 80 minutes. Yeah. They did it. Yeah. And oh. they demonstrated they could, but they need the reason to. They need that look in the eye. They need that conflict. They do. We talk about Eddie Jones pioneering positionless rugby, though, but Fiji yeah. is playing it. And far out... Some of their outside backs look like props, and some of their props That's look like crazy, outside eh? backs. That um, what's his name? Tu Tui Sova, the big dude who came on. Yeah. Is that his name? I'll give it to you. He's massive, huge, and the commentators are talking about eating their, his legs of Christmas hams. Yeah. What a legend! It what was, a unit. The commentators were so funny the way they described the Fijian players. Eh? They called him. He, well, first one they went over and knocked it on. He was a dump truck. Second time they went over and knocked it on, it was a demolition man. The demolition man. <laughs> um, that was another thing. Fiji like um, had the most casual halfbacks, and even then, when they were, I, I know um, Wales were infringing and stuff, and maybe they were waiting for the penalty or the scrum. Mm. Oh, also um, lineouts. There was a lineout where no one from Fiji jumped. Mm. They threw it in. And they did not have a guy going after. <laughs> did they know it was their own lineup? <laughs> well, yeah, because I know sometimes they don't jump because they've got a guy running on the 15 to catch yep. it. But, yeah, Fuck. that wasn't the case this time, was it? And it sounds so condescending because I will say Fiji are rugby geniuses and they play the most beautiful game on a level that we can't even imagine. But it's just those it's those moments when other teams are looking for discipline. Yeah, um, They just maybe just... The, you, they can be frustrating to support, and mm. once you're three tries down, you probably go the game's over. And Maybe they just need like a um, experienced coach, like someone who's coached the Wallabies or someone mm. like that. Oh, they they um, actually did make a bid for. Um, Maybe on Samoa, one of those teams, I thought it was Fiji. Oh, yeah. Someone who changed their coach just before the World Cup made a bid for Scott Robinson. Oh, yeah. Um, but Rawalui is pretty good yeah, but and has done well with them. He's already had five games in charge. That's another crazy thing. Yeah, he's Fiji well. has been, people talk about the All Blacks being badly affected by COVID, being stuck in New Zealand under the, under the bubbles and even just playing Super Rugby Pacific. Yeah. Um, Fiji and Samoa got decimated by True. barely playing a game for like two years. And when they did play a game, they didn't have any of their players. Mm. And that's how that fucking first five, I've forgotten his name. Is it Titi? Oh, which one? No, the current first five. Yeah. He didn't get a cap until it was it was that COVID Fiji team that lost by 60 points at North Harbour Stadium. That was his first cap. He's 30 years old. He's now 32. And it's just like, mate, between now and then, get out there on the pitch, have a few practice kicks. It's quite important. Like, as England shows you, you can win a game by only kicking three-pointers. <laughs> yeah. Fiji could learn. If you if you just made two kicks, the game is completely different. You put mm. more pressure on um, uh, Wales, and, the, the, yeah, the game is completely different. But I, I've, I'm too harsh on Fiji. I'm just sad because they lost. And, yeah, beautiful game from them. And, and easily 
the mm. most beautiful and exciting team in world yeah. rugby by a mile. And I'm also putting my eggs in the south. I, I still believe in Fiji being Australia, but I'm also um, fired up for Samoa and Tonga doing some damage as well. Mm. Shout out to our Pacific Island nations. Uh, yeah, so fun to watch. Um, final thoughts? Last call? Uh, all Blacks, I still still got faith in them. Maybe they need to bring back like a talisman, like you say, so Zinzin Brook. <laughs> you know, to kick the drop goals because they're back in fashion now. He can kick like mm. drop goals from fifty meters. But it's just it's just to have another string in your bow. Zinzin mm. Brook's gone off the deep end. Oh he? well, he was like anti-lockdown. He was against Jacinda. Oh yeah, that's being against just being anti-lockdown is weird to me. I understand a little bit of resistance, but being against Jacinda is a real red flag. Mm. Anyway, we'll con- we'll continue. Well, yeah, but, but as long as he gets to drop goals over, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> And if he helps us win the World Cup. He's not he's fifty years old. <laughs> His brother Robin is like a six pest. I don't know. Um, Actually. Uh, he was creepy. What's his name? Robin. Robin. Oh. Way before Me Too he was And he's saying he's creepy because he owned a four square supermarket or something. That was another reason. Kelda, how's it going? The cleaners right. are here, that's probably a sign to wrap up. Sorry, Matt, you had some vinyl thoughts. Did I? Uh can't remember. I might probably about you. England and Seabiscuit. Talking about Seabiscuit, Bojack Horseman played him in, a, in the Bojack Horseman episodes. Hey, wow. we've had a late, we've had a late, um, a, a late nominee for um, most obscure pop culture <laughs> reference to the pop with Bojack Horseman. Um, but I think Seabiscuit takes it because Matt had like a, he had a great direct comparison there. So I think um, congratulations, thank to you, Matt, for I'll uh, take that. putting in the most obscure reference. I think yeah, my final thoughts were what a, what a start to the tournament. Yeah, no, right? yeah. It's fucking good. I will say, though, that um, it was the old guards. This, this World Cup was supposed to be about the changing of the guard. And with the exception of France, I guess, being kind of a newer mm. emerging team, taking on the All Blacks and easily beating them, um, it was the old guard. Like, it was, yeah. you know, Argentina, poor performance, Fiji, yeah, losing. How, I mean, the Argentina ones, historically, yeah, you'd pick England. But for this World Cup, it was a bit of an yeah, upset. Yeah, a bit of a surprise. Which is good. Yeah, um, and and hey. Fiji being very competitive against Wales. Yeah. Awesome. Like, all the games are very good. Oh, didn't you say um, you, you might hope for um, uh, oh, Georgia beating yeah, Wales? Yeah, this, well, I still think that's a possibility. I, yeah, I think so as well. Because um, I was kind of hoping Georgia might be a bogey team for Australia, but that was no, pretty like, straightforward. Yeah, I always thought Wallabies were going to easily account for Georgia. But, yeah, still think against Warren Gatlin coach team <laughs> Georgia's got a chance there. anything's possible mm. yeah. No, I reckon yeah I reckon Wales are all good I think Warren Gatlin's got them on on song and yeah that was great that was a great first performance to beat that Fiji team to make that many tackles that's an impressive mm. defence like Fiji yeah shout out to Fiji I can't imagine how heartbroken their fans must be you know the weight of the no- nation this year was their year I, we still believe guys and um, the All Blacks, we definitely still believe. Um, thank you so much for everyone for listening to our um, nonsense, as per usual. Uh, we'll be back maybe with some previews of next week. Although, next week, the, the fixtures aren't quite as juicy. Yeah, so who we've got? We've got France, Uruguay, I- NZ, Namibia, Samoa, Chile, Wales, Portugal, Ireland, you, Tonga. Yeah, Ireland, Tonga, maybe? South Africa, Romania, Australia, Fiji? Yeah, Australia, Fiji is probably the pick on the, the Monday. Bunch. Yeah. Shit. Anything's possible. Um, oh, England versus Japan? No, I think mm. England's easily going to count for Japan. Yeah, I mean, because the Japan at the moment, 
I wouldn't say are the Japan of 2015. Yeah, no, yeah. or even 2019. Yeah. But hey, who knows? This World Cup's crazy. Yeah. It's very exciting. Very pleased to be watching it. And we're very uh, uh, pleased that you listen to our podcast. I've been Guy Williams. I've been Sanjay Patel. I've been Matt Cook. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.